All right, everybody, good to see you. A special welcome to you if you're new. Good to see you again. again if not, we're going to get get started now. I just to stand and worship with us. We have prayer first. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for ruling and ruling. Thank you. You are a redeemer. You give us freedom. You love us. You give us peace. You cause us, cause us to rejoice. Display your majesty. You are wonderful to behold. Just to look over the lyric song we're about to sing. Thank you that you are all these things and 
more and we get to sing of all these wonderful things that are in you. I pray that you would sanctify your words this morning and, and have your way and make much of yourself in us.
Have a seat, you guys. Glad you could make today. Hope everybody's doing well, well, and everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, especially all you guys that are with us online. Glad that you can jo join us this evening. Uh, good to be together in spirit with everyone. Uh, as we gather this, this morning, we're going to do something a little, little bit different today uh, as we get into the message. Uh, um, but uh, just to kind of, kind of kick it off a little bit differently, I'd like to ask uh, Patty Eaton if you would if you come up here and. Um, um, we're going to uh, just, just start um, uh, moving into, pivoting in, into 2021 uh, with some things that hopefully uh, will make, make for a, at least a spiritually better year. And as we do that, um, there's a lot, of, a lot of exciting things that we, we've been preparing uh, to, keep up, uh, to keep us engaged with things of God. Um, so before we get into, into that, uh, Patty, Patty, thank you for coming up, and, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing your message and song. I believe that God keeps his promises. Twenty-one years ago, I was in a very, very dark place, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. I, I was convinced that I had a short time to live, although no doctor had told me that. One day I was alone and, and my Bible, Bible passage about future generations and grandchildren. And it seemed as if God came into that, to that room and he seemed to say to my heart, do you believe what you're reading? I said, yes. He said, then believe me when I tell you that you will live to see your grandchild. Now that way far, far on the horizon for me. I told just a few people about the experience, and I began to get well. Fibromyalgia is not fatal, although sometimes it feels like it is. Four years later, on Christmas Day, I got my first glimpse of my granddaughter. Now, she wasn't supposed to come until late January, but somehow I think God worked it out just that way. And as I held that tiny girl for the first time, I felt God whisper in my ear, I keep my promises. It surely does. There was a church across the street from the hospital where she was born, and eight days later we left the parking lot with that little baby. The church bells began to ring loud and clear. God whispered in my ear again. I keep my promises. Long ago, God promised a Savior, and the people waited and waited and waited and waited. And then one night, a ray of hope flickers in the sky. A tiny star lights up way up high. All across the land, a brand new morn. This comes to pass when a child is born. A silent wish sails the seven seas. The winds of change whisper in the trees. And the walls of doubt This comes to pass when, when a child is born. A rosy hue settles all, all around. You get the feel you're on solid ground. For a spell or two, no, no one seems forlorn. This com comes to pass. When a child is born. And, and all this happens because the world is waiting, waiting for one child. Black, black, yellow, no one no, knows. But a child that will grow, grow up and turn tears to laughter, hate to, to love, word, word of peace, and everyone to every, everyone's neighbor. 
and misery and suffering will be words to be forgot forever. It's all a true dream and delusion now. It must come true, true, sometime soon, somehow. All across the land, dawns a brand new morn. This comes to pass when a child is born. This is comes to pass when a child is born. Thank you, God, for keeping our promises. Thank you, God, for sending us your Son, Jesus Christ, the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Patty. It's it's uh, uh, it's been a privilege to know Patty. She was uh, some, uh, the office administrator when I first came here, and when we worked together for a number of years. And the thing that I've always always appreciated about Patty, Patty is how uh, the Lord and her story have commingled so so much. And she's been a wonderful full witness, I think, to what we do here and why we do what we do here. And she doesn't even like me talking about in this this way, uh, but uh, the the fruit is, has been evident over the years, and uh, just so grateful for her her testimony. And and that's why uh, I want to move, move into this year the, the way uh, that, that that we're planning on moving into into it. And I and I very strongly uh, called uh, not only by the Spirit but by the collaboration uh, with the elders and and Rich and Richville in particular as we've worked together on the Book of Luke. And what I want to do, hopefully, is help you to see how, how a follower of Jesus, it's not just me and Jesus and that's all, but it's actually my whole story. Everything to make up your life, I find, is 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 somehow brought into a sequence with his story and two together overlap up and mingle and they're entangled in such a way that jesus begins to flavor everything about our lives in 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 in, in a way that we could never imagine but by design that was his intent and as as we go through life outside the boundaries of this building we find that everywhere we go he is there. We invite him in in that moment, and I'd like to help us to get into the habit of inviting him into every moment of our lives, so we can see him more and more clearly. One of the most effective ways to to do that is to spend time with him in prayer and in in the Word. And I I have to say. say as weird as it is to be alive in 2020, it is also a very exciting time because we have resources available to help us to understand the Bible uh, in ways I never thought would be possible. Uh, I became a believer in, um, in 1983, which is a pretty long time ago, and some of you weren't even born then. But as uh, I looked at, looked at the resources that were available then, I found the Bible a very, very confusing book. I found it to be something that I needed a lot, a lot of help and instruction and somebody to come alongside me. And I think that is probably the experience with all of us to some degree. But as we look, we look at the resources that we have available now, clearly really we need pastors and we need, need people to help in that, in that, in that walk. But we, but we can also leverage the resources uh, from uh, people like the Bible Project. Who I've really come to, to appreciate their videos and the ways that they've explained uh, uh, the story of the Bible and, and how they approach the Bible like a story and with the, with the understanding that the Bible story and your, your story are designed to merge together. And I know, you know if, you, if you're familiar with the Bible, Bible Project at all, uh, how many of you have ever, ever heard of it or have, have done daily readings with it? And if you have, uh, isn't it isn't it, isn't it incredible how they've put together uh, ways for us to grasp vividly what the, the substance of the Bible is? And what I'd like to do for, for starters is I would just like to show a video from the Bible Project, and, and I, I want you to see first firsthand 
what it is that they are capable of doing, helping our understanding of it but become more vivid. Uh, so let's go ahead and show uh, uh, the intro to the Bible video uh, from the Bible Project and, and see for yourself. The Bible, it, it's one of the most influential books in human history. It explores the big questions of where we exist. Inspired many people to, to do amazing things. And confused many others. And you've, you've probably got one sitting, sitting around somewhere. So, what is the Bible actual? Well, the Bible is a library of books that all emerged out of the history of the people ancient in Israel. And in one, one sense, they were like any ancient civilization. But among, among them were a long line of individuals called prophets. And they viewed Israel's story as anything but, but ordinary. They saw it as a central part of what God was doing for all humanity. And th these prophets were li literary geniuses. Yeah, they actually crafted the Hebrew language to write epic narratives, very sophisticated poetry, master metaphor and st storytelling, and they, they leveraged all of this to explore life's most complicated questions about death, and life, and struggle. So, there's a lot of different authors Right book. Yeah, and these texts were produced over thousand-year periods, starting with its origins in Egypt, then leading up to their kingdom, their first temple. But but eventually they were conquered by the Babylonians, who took them away to exile. At a moment in their history, many Israelites turned to their land, they built us a second temple, reformed their identity, and and this is when Jewish scripts began to be formed and shaped that we have today. Okay, Jewish Bible. What? Well, in Hebrew, it's called, called acronym. The T stands for Torah, sometimes called, called Law. That's is five book foundation story. The N stands for name, the Hebrew word for prophets. And this section consists of historical books that tell, tell Israel's story from the prophet's point of view. Then, then you get the big book books of the prophets themselves. The K stands for Tavim, the Hebrew word writings. This is a verse, verse collection of poetic book, books, with books, and more narrative. And the Jewish people believe that through all these literary works, God speaks to his people. Now, there were other Jew Jewish writings being produced during this second temple period as well. Yeah, a really diverse group of texts. And, and these two were highly valued in Jewish communities. And there was de debate from ancient times about whether or not some of these should be considered part of, part of their scriptures. Oh, this is a lot of different writing over a long period of time. Why did they put them all together like this? Well, altogether, these texts tell an epic story about God working through these people to bring order and beauty out of the chaos of our world. And it all builds up to hope, hope for a new leader, leader who would come, renew all creation, and then the Tanakh concludes, and this leader never, never comes. So it's an ex-crafted work, but it's a singing ending? Exactly right. Now, a few centuries later, a Jewish prophet comes onto the scene named Jesus of Nazareth. He claimed he was carrying the Tanakh story forward. Yeah, so Jesus did a bunch of cool stuff was killed, but his followers, followers claimed he was alive from the dead. Yeah, yeah, they said that Jesus was that long-awaited leader who would restore the world. And so his earliest followers, called Apostle, they composed new literary works about the story of Jesus. They called these Good, good News, or the Gospel. They formed an account called Acts about the spread of the Jesus movement outside of Israel. And then, then they circulated letters to, to different Jesus communities all around the ancient world. And they saw these writings part of the scripture. Yeah, the apostles wrote all of this as the fulfillment of that epic story found in the Tanakh. And they were continuing the literary genius of the tradition. They also believed that God was speaking to his people through these texts alongside the scriptures of Israel. So that, that's the New Testament. But what did the early Christians think of the other Second Temple literature? Well, different groups had different views about some of these books, but, but we know that they read them and valued these texts because they passed them along with the Jewish scriptures. Okay, so we've got the Tanakh, the Jewish scriptures, got these, these other Second Temple periods, then, then writing of the apostles about Jesus. And that's a lot of literature, so what's in my Bible? So the Christian movement has taken different forms over 2,000 years. From the beginning, all Christians recognized the Tanakh and the New Testament as scripture. And for percent, much of this, the temple literature was read, read as part of the biblical tradition. 
The Catholic Church eventually made it official and called some of the books collection deuterocanonical book. Some Orthodox churches used even more books from this sect temple literature. And then in the 1500s, during, during the Reformation, Protestants wanted to go back, back oldest writing of the prophets and apostles, so they accepted only the Old Testaments. I think I, but, but how does a collection of books produced over a thousand years by all these different authors tell one unified story? Yeah, yeah that, that's the question, and we'll test in our next video. So when, when somebody comes to our church and they've never heard the story of the Bible and they are just beginning to understand who Jesus is, present to them a sort of a, a diorama of the birthing where Mary and Joseph are with the newborn child. And it just creates a lot of questions in the minds of people regarding what's the backstory? How is it that, that this became important and became a defining moment for all of humanity? And a lot of people uh, never have those, those questions answered if they don't read through the Old Testament and they find out does it actually prepare us that when Bowd comes, who is our deliverer, uh, becomes our personal savior and the, and the one we, we walk through each day with, uh, when, that, when that process begins to happen, that relationship begins to unfold, the uh, significance of it uh, becomes deeper and deeper as we look at the story of the Old Testament and we see God was up to from the very beginning words of the book of Genesis all the way through to the last prophet Malachi. And when this came some 400 years later, it was a way of stating that everything that was told and, and promised and hoped for has now been realized in this moment. And part of my role as a pastor, I feel, helped to help people to, to come to that awareness. Because at the end of the day, what God is calling us into is not just a relationship, but he's calling, he's calling us into a family that takes on a certain identity that makes us a unique people. And we are living in times where the church needs to be more robust than ever. Because we have people that are disconnected from this story, who are making up their own stories, who are struggling, who are languishing, living in fear, living in uncertainty, not sure what their hope is or what their destiny is. And all of those things that are missing in their lives are actually the things that come alive whenever you become a follower of Jesus. And as Jesus takes hold and his word begins to just penetrate our hearts and our minds, uh, we become um, different people. It just has that effect. It's a cumulative effect over time. And we also have dramatic moments where uh, that story just begins to just kind of, it, it just kind of smacks us upside the head. Then all of us were like, oh, and then it comes alive in an even more powerful way. And we are living in a time where I, I think story is more important than ever. And maybe that's why God in his providence has created something like the Bible for us to be able to utilize. The thing I like about them is that they're not for profit. They're not saying, do our program and, and you know, we'll, we'll you, you know, X amount of dollars a month or whatever. It's completely and totally not for profit. And so though their aims and their intentions are, I think, um, uh, very much driven by uh, desire to see, to see that story come alive in your life and mine. And I think that's why uh, they just have the ring of truth of them, that, that, that ring of authenticity that they resonate. And so what, I, what I'd like to do is just kind of give a personal example of how this uh, the Bible project has in, in it people to engage with the Bible in a more meaningful way. So I'm going to call witness number one to the stage, my lovely wife. <clears throat> Amanda, if you could come up to the stage right now. Amanda Moore, Moore Pamela Moore, to the stage. Here she comes. She can't find her shoes. 
So if you guys are okay with not wearing her shoes, then you know what my, my world looks like. Okay. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's very biblical to not wear your shoes. Uh, oh, anyhow, I'm, I'm going to grab that, that microphone for just a second. And um, I didn't tell her beforehand that we, that we were going to do this because, because I knew that if I did, I'd pro probably get some pushback. And so here, here we are. I, I just have a couple of questions for you, uh, Mandy, as, um, as your husband and as your friend and a person who's, who's traveled uh, through life with you for 31 years. It, uh, uh, it is in a, a journey. And one thing that I, I'll, I know is that she li likes to go to bed before I go to bed because I'm an owl and she, she's not a night owl. But whenever I go in there, I'll see her looking at her phone. And, and the, she'll, look at, she'll be looking at her iPad. <clears throat> and when you're looking at your iPad, what are you, what are you doing? What are you looking at? Besides the slit, you know, coals or something. Um, I like to read scripture before I go to bed at night. It kind of comes to my mind and sets my, I guess, my thoughts on something other than put in my brain and not the sale at pennies. Not the pennies. Okay. So obviously reading the scripture before you go to bed is a way to have a very restful uh, night's sleep. Yeah, I can feel it when I don't do that. Okay, so it does make a difference then. Yeah. yeah. So... One of how you how use your brain and your spirit um, just kind of connect with with the things of the Lord. Now, one okay okay have a comment on that. Go ahead. Watch out reading the Old Testament though. Some of the, those passages, and then you go to sleep with them. You get some weird. Dreams. Just saying. That that all I got to say about that. That that's an honest answer, for sure. Yeah, there are things in the Old Testament that are very candid and very. Fantastic and confusing, and sometimes disturbing. So have a backup psalm that you go. That's all I'm gonna. All I'm gonna say. So have a backup psalm. Okay. So what what Bible reading do you do when you go to? I mean, do you follow a program or or anything like that? Uh, this past year, I did uh, the, the Bible Project through the Bible in a year. So it went went started at Genesis and just went straight through to Revelation. And were, so. were you able to go through the whole thing, top to bottom? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I was. Um, um, it would because I felt felt like it, <clears throat> I need breaks from just reading scripture. I don't know how you guys are, but those videos kind of help set up, set up what you're going to be reading, so you get a visual as you're reading what you're reading, which I think your plan. How, how does it? How do it usually go? usually starts with a video, um, a devotional uh, video that kind of sets up. Like maybe the back background a little bit, which I, I find fascinating. Um, and and there's things I've been a Christian for a long time, but there's there's things you forget, and then there's there's things that you rediscover as you do you do this, which I think uh, um, has been very helpful. So there's usually some some kind of a visual they watch and they give they give you scripture to read. Um, for Advent devotional gave you questions to reflect on, but the Bible reading right now is just. The video and reading devotion. So there, there, there's video for almost every reading then. Just about, about, just yeah. about. Yeah, which is which is pretty amazing. <coughs> and so as you as you as you've done that, that's probably probably different than any Bible reading program you've done on in the past. It, it, I gotta be honest with you. Just doing the Bible Bible through a year is hard for me. Um, I've tried lot of different different things over years. Uh, um, this has been the one thing that has kept me engaged, uh, I would say, say more effectively than, than any other ones that I've gone through. Okay. So. Yeah. So, so um, does it, is it such a good resource that way? You feel like it's, it's overlapped into just your, your attitude during the day, your kind of, kind of how you look at this, how you look at work, how you look at other people. You think about like what you read the night before. Does God... Does he say, say, oh yeah, you remember you read that last night or last week and, and under the, these conditions, uh, this may be how you, you, you need to respond? Yeah, definitely. And I found myself um, in this past year actually reading ahead. 
because uh, you would get engaged with, with what was going on and with an understanding of the background behind because of the video. Uh, I actually finished early. Overachieving there. No, that's then. not what I meant. Okay. I'm just going to go back and put my shoes no, on. No, I, I just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I guess basically what that says is that the Bible Project has done such a compelling job of, of, of helping, you, helping you to understand the story that it pulls you into it. It made me, it made me ask some good questions um, about my, my thinking and what I was looking at and what I experienced, especially through, through this year. Um, I guess what it, it did for me was uh, give me some real, really good categories to put stuff into, which I'd as a Christian to know, okay, this is where this goes. You, you know, I understand this piece now. You know, and I, I don't know. I think it was a good thing to do. I feel I felt, felt stronger in my, my faith because okay. as I did that. Cool. Well, well I won't, I won't um, keep, keep you up here any longer, uh, but, but uh, thank you so, so much, Amanda, for sharing a, a personal experience, I think. That, um, uh, I think we need to hear that. Hear that. Hopefully uh, it's beneficial to... Um, together after did this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's gonna be a, be a long trip. So, you yeah, guys can also shoot me scriptures for, for forgiveness and patience. Yeah, yeah it's, and, it's and gonna be forbearance. Okay. And I'll see you later, your later husband. Honey. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Amanda. Have a nice day. See you later. You're welcome. Welcome, Lord. Okay. So, so pray for for me. Okay. So anyhow, um, I I thought that would be a helpful way, way of saying. Probably in a, in a much better way, what, what I hope to hope to say regarding the value of the Bible Project, um, it has, has had, I think, that, that kind of an influence on on myself, on her, on a number of people uh, I know know here at church, and and I I couldn't recommend it enough. Now I know I know not everybody has the internet, not not everybody can get online and watch the videos and, and stuff. Um, and, and however we can help you, help you that way we want to. One, one of the things that I've done is I've just, just printed out, uh, and, you, uh, and you can pick up a copy in the back. I, I printed out the Bible readings from the Bible Project. It's on their, on their, web, web, on their website if you want to, want to download it. Uh, but we have it right, right outside the worship center on the table. If you want, if you want to go through the Bible in a, in a year, this is clear, clearly not the only, only way you can read through the Bible. But I believe it's 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 one that um, um, is one of the better ones for sure. Now, as you've uh, now, I've just kind of heard what Mandy had to say, and then you you heard Patty's testimony, and how, and how personally the Lord played such a role and a deep need in her own, her own life. I honestly think that in in, in Patty's case, obviously that connection was there before, and, and that enabled her to go through through that experience. No, God was part of that story. And then knowing, uh, knowing her, her life and family and, and circumstances, uh, I do. Uh, clearly, the Lord has been at work uh, in, in your family since then. I know the others are stories as well. And it, it's a shame to think about life lived on, on this earth, uh, any connection, any, anything more deep, deep, deep or meaningful than just me versus the world. And that's one of the reasons why the gospel is so important, so that, that you and I can be pulled into a story that has that multi-layered significance. It goes way beyond just you and I. And faith is not a private matter. It meant we lived out in community. But we do have private moments where we spend time the word meditating on the word, reflecting on, on it, thinking about what it means for our lives, and then, then asking God to enable it to come alive in our daily circumstances, like may mentioned, like at school. Um, it's been a challenging year for uh, all of us, but I know for, for teachers especially, it's just been maddening. And I think the Bible Project has helped her tremendous to keep her perspective and to keep her, her wits and her sanity. Uh, in what is a, a, a landscape changing expectations uh, in, in how to teach kids. And so that's one, one example 
of how the project, I think, is, is, can be embedded uh, in your life. Um, we're going to be doing a message series on, on the book of Luke. And what, what we'd like to do is parallel that, that story with, with uh, the, the, the resources that are, that are found in the Bible project uh, for the book of Luke. But I wanted you also so to zoom out a little, little bit further in, in the introductory video and just see some things about the, the, the Bible. Where did it come from? How, how is it put together? And where is it going? And what is it all about? And I think they did a pretty good job of saying that it is a story that showcases God's promises to people that are living in a broken world and have a lot, a lot of questions about a lot of the evil things that are happening around them. How Jesus becomes the fulfillment of those promises. And then our, our, our personal Savior, as well as the Savior of the world. Um, I don't know how to say it anymore other than to hopefully draw you into that experience uh, through, through what, what we've witnessed today. Hey, I want to show you a couple other other things. I wanted to show you sort of a picture of the Bible Project uh, web website itself. So if, if we can put that up there, uh, that's essentially essentially what you'll see. And then if, if you get on there, um, you just have to scroll, scroll down, and it'll you'll see this uh, header that says, says "Read Bible in One Year," and you can sign up to do it. It's free. Uh, it's just a way of them uh, connecting with. with uh, there's no obligations whatsoever, and then you, you can just click on downloading reading plan, which is what I have in my hands right now. If, if that's uh, something that you feel like God is leading you to do, as you do do that, uh, the three things that you'll, you'll experience. Uh, the first one is, of course, you have an opportunity to meditate on a psalm. You remember me saying that they're part part of the Bible that I've read, read and it's like now I'm, I'm going to bed with that in my head. And uh, to be honest with you, the Bible does not, not be punches. It, it have uh, some things that are rated R and beyond. Um, and I just got to say that. But the reason that it says that, that it's, it's part of the, the life that we live here on, on earth, that is a very real book. It doesn't stay. And the Psalms are a way, as Mandy said, to keep your heart sort of where, where it needs to be uh, whenever you get, get you're troubled. Uh, the second thing you can do is you can um, read the, the scripture daily, as she mentioned, a reading from the, from the Old Testament, a reading from the New Testament, watching the video, uh, kind of those five. And here's the last, last thing that, that they have on, on, their, on their website regarding, um, and that is just the, the daily video, uh, which you can call on, and they're usually in only five minutes, but it's, it's enough to kind of get it you in the space where all the receiving the word as you read it, it just kind of tunes your, your mind to that base. And we live in a t- time where the visual and, and the videos, things like, like that, are, are such a big part of our, our way of life. And um, I, I, I don't know how to, how to express in, in any other word how much I, can, I, I appreciate what these guys are doing. And I'm familiar with their theology and then the things that they, they teach them. And uh, in, in the bulk of what they say, pretty much in full agreement. So, so I feel very comfortable recommending these guys as, as a resource. They have an app if you read it on, on your phone. And they also just have a web page that you can go on. Or we, we can do it old school. And read this way, and, and I'll, I'll be aligned. That is really all I wanted to, to, to offer to you today, was I just wanted to catalyst for each of you to look at 2021 and say, I want to do 2021 with God alongside me and me alongside him, as well as his people. And I want to do it in a way that I understand his story more uh, more depth and with an eye to how it relates to, to the story unfolding in, in 2021. And if we could just be a whole church that, that, that say, I follow Jesus. I am a follower of Jesus. And if anybody would like to know what that means, we can only share the things that we've learned from reading the Bible but hopefully, 
as we're going into the book of Luke. And we hear the story. Took very careful and deliberate measures to ensure that the testimony was accurate. So that everything that Luke said, that the person receiving that book, his name was Theophilus. We don't really know much about him at all, other than to say, Luke was very careful to say, the things I say are the things that actually happened, and these are the things that will count for your life. We have a job as believers to be a version of the gospel. Luke had to write that, that gospel the way he did because a lot of people were being sloppy with the facts and it was confusing. And one thing that people are looking for when they see your life and mine is as I understand the story and I, as I understand your life, the two should go together really well. That makes for a powerful testimony. But when people see our lives and we're disconnected from the story, there's no testimony there. Matter of fact, it will probably just cause them to say, that's not really worth my time. But if we want to have lives that are going to make a difference for the people around our children, friends, and workers, then we got to be tuned to the word, and then the word has to flow through your life and mine. So my challenge to the whole church is this. Whether you read the Bible through, through the Bible Project or whether you read it through some other version, the U version, or some Bible study ready reading, please, please take 2021 and consecrate it before the Lord and, and say, Lord, I want to spend each day with you, with your, with your word, so that I can be the witness that this, this world needs in 2021. And I'm going to take up that challenge, and I hope as I do, you guys do as well. This just just makes, I think, easier for us to be be able to do that and hopefully do it together. So I'm just going to close with prayer, and then then we're going to move to our time of of communion, and then uh, we're going to move on into uh, 2021 next week, hopefully prime for whatever it is that God has in store for, for us that chapter of the story. Would you, would you bow with me? Father, Father, as we just take this, this substance of the testimonies that we've heard, the message and song that Patty just expressed so powerfully about how your presence are true, how your word comes alive, how heartbreak and fear and uncertainty and even despair are remedied by the good news in such ways that make it deeply personal. Thank you for the courage that you gave her to come up and share with us what has been on her heart for a long time. And I, and I pray the significance of what she shared would not be lost on us. And I'm thankful for, for Mandy and for others I know who are doing, doing very same things with uh, the readings from the Bible Project. And I'm grateful, Father, for the difference that it has made her life and our life as a family and in just the ways that she approaches her life at work and at church. Thankful, Father, for those who have been faithful in your word this past year and how you've sustained them in all of, all of the undy and things that have made no sense that your word has been there for us to be an anchor but underneath that anchor has been a savior who supports it all and we're grateful lord jesus that you have never left us or forsaken us but rather you have remained faithful I know your question for us is, but have we remained faithful to you? And each of us has to answer that question in our own way. And I just pray, Father, that we would have a year of faithfulness to your word, to our Savior, to each other, and that faithfulness would create fruitfulness.
where one week and we can go, go to your throne and you would say, well, well done, good and faithful servant. And we can lay at your feet fruit of spending time with you, with your word, and then being salt and light in a very broken, broken world. Father, I just pray that you would lift the shadows and veils and the th- things that are keeping us away from your word, that you would break down those strongholds that cause us, Father, to neglect it, and that you would, in, in that openness, place a new, new desire, the desire not for things that we long for in the past, but things that we long for that are from you. Lord, we just pray with humble hearts that you would engage your church once again, again and, that, and that your word would be that animating force that enables us to be faithful and true, robust in every way that you have called us just to be. Lord, I just want to dedicate this time of priming ourselves for the new year for you. And ask us, Lord, that you would do your, your good work in each of our hearts. And all God, God's people said with me. Amen. Well, we're going to just take, take uh, the, the, the celebration of everything that, that was the destiny of this child that we have been, been showcasing during the month of, of December. And how a blood-stained cross and an empty tomb or is a validation of the new covenant. He has cre- created for us to be a, be a part of the story. It's an agreement. It is a way of saying, I am offering you a, adoption to my family through my holy blood. And every time you take up of this loaf and drink of this cup, please remember that. And then live your lives in a way that show it. So let's just pray, pray and then we will we'll take together uh, our, our Lord's Supper. Would you bow with, with me? Father, we are so grateful that as we take the loaf, loaf and the cup and we look at the symbolism of, of how it's a signpost to the forgiveness that, that we have been granted on the cross, that bloodstained cross that lifted the curse, that took away our condemnation, that allowed us, Father, to be set free. And Lord, thank you for, for freeing us not only from, from those forces, but freeing us for better things to come. Bless the loaf and the cup, and you enable that in our lives. In Jesus' name. Don't all glory be to Christ. 
Thank you. We, we sing your praises because you're worthy. I'm so excited to get, get into the book, to meet the man who writes about the man. And pray, pray that you stir our hearts for word because there is this genuine movement of God apart unless, unless your people go, go into it. That's, that's how it's always been. If we read, read your word, we'll see that. There's power, power in your word. It's your word, word that you create things. By word that you call us new, new. When we come to word, word, we think we have to get minds mind straight, so get under, understand the knot that is, is the Bible, but it's the other way, way around. The Bible that unties the knot that is, is us. So thank you. We come in as it is a church in unity. We're two or three. Our agreement that you would have happy way as you shut us. Speak to us. Create prayers in us that we might talk, talk back to you. Listen to the word. May we, may we have joy in reading. Delight. Because it's more than reading and reading and seeking. And you said when you seek, you, you will find. So th thank you. May we find you in all your, your glory as we open the book to book to. It's for your, your wonderful name we pray. We'll see you soon, Lessons. And happy new year, yeah. 